0: Help, I got a Mac, podcast episode number 65. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. We're here to answer all of your questions. Well, at least most of them. For those of you who have just recently purchased a Mac computer, and those of you who are on the fence about getting one, and not only that, but we also like to talk about mm, general Apple technology news and anything else we can throw in there, including the kitchen. Kitchen sinks are really awesome here on this show. Oh,
1: man. We'll we'll talk about
0: geocaching. Geocaching. (laughs) Yes, man. Uh, let's start off with geocaching, if we Absolutely. don't mind.
1: Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to, you know, you don't have to give away what happens in part two because I'm anxiously awaiting myself.
0: <laughs> well, uh, for those who have never heard of the term geocaching, Chris, why don't you explain what geocaching is? You've obviously been on there before.
1: Absolutely. Geocaching is taking, I'll, I'll describe it like this. I take this like box. Generally, it's like an ammo case or just some kind of waterproof container. I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna hide it somewhere, generally in like a park or a public place. You know, not really on private property a whole lot. And I take a GPS and I take these. I take the coordinates down of where it is. And I also take some clues like "look by the scary tree," and I take those to geocaching.com and I give the the and, and that box is now called a cache. And what I do is I go to the website and I name it, I give it some kind of a witty name, I put in the clues if I want to, and then I also put in the coordinates and then people like Cliff or whomever else can go put put in the coordinates in their own GPS and find this cache and there's generally like a log book in there so you can sign, you know, that you found the cache at a certain time with your family or there's like Sometimes people put little disposable cameras in there, so you can take pictures and people put little little cheap trinkets, like you know the little toys and stuff you get at like uh, McDonald's and a happy meal or something but it's just like a high tech game of treasure hunting, and it's fun it's fun for the family, the kids dig it. And uh, it's it's just a really cool and fun thing to do it if you is. can find the cache. If you can find the cache, sometimes it's a it's it's a it's a test of frustration too.
0: This is correct. In fact, we had heard about geocaching quite some time ago. Uh, I got a couple friends who actually even do geocaching podcasts. So it's something I've known a lot about. It's something I had even considered doing, uh, probably as early as two years ago. I had considered going out and buying a handheld GPS unit just specifically for this, just to have fun, something to do with the family. So folks might be asking, well, what in the world does this have to do with anything Mac-related? Exactly. And and so (laughs) so here's how we're going to tie this one into this podcast. I want to let you know that when I went out and looked at the possibility of getting into geocaching, I needed to get a GPS unit so that I could start, you know, basically punch in the coordinates, and it would tell me how far away I am from where this thing's supposed to be located. And those things ran anywhere, I mean, you could get a cheap one around $100, $149, but they could run, any for a really good one, uh, you could run anywhere around two, $300, and I just never got around to doing it. What It was something I was interested in, but it wasn't something that I wanted to spend that much money at that moment in time. So fast forward a couple years and then all of a sudden I get my iPhone uh, and then of course then we upgrade to the iPhone 3G and the app store starts kicking in and stuff like that and of course applications are being built by all kinds of people out there and then of course there was this weekend and in this weekend we my family and I we were sitting down it's like what are we going to do today and uh, it was between playing uh, apples to apples. Family farting contest or and then I <laughs> Exactly. And so we decided instead we would go geocaching. Yes. Kind of a cold weekend, Cliff. <laughs>
1: it In was the Cincinnati a, area.
0: It was a very cold weekend. I think the wind chill was sixteen degrees outside. So uh yeah, not
1: I I don't geocache unless it's like seventy.
0: It was not the best <laughs> weather for geocaching to say the very least. Anyway, um our first experience is is 100% captured in full digital quality over at the My Crazy Life Podcast. You can get there by simply going to mycrazylifepodcast.com, mycrazylifepodcast.com. Episode number 373 is part one. And, of course, there is a major cliffhanger. I'm not going to let anybody know uh, out there how it turned out, but uh, if you (laughs) you listen to it, tomorrow I'm going to release part two, which is – is 374, and of course, you'll find out whether or not out of our three attempts, <laughs> did we find anything. So that's that's tomorrow? Tomorrow I'll yeah, I will release part because I
1: listened to today, and I'm like, first of all, I was bummed out because I wasn't anywhere near technology like that uh, yesterday to, to hear your, or this weekend to hear your request. So, yeah, it's, <clears throat> the, the geocaching app on the iPhone has really kind of made it a spur-of-the-moment thing because it used to be, at least with uh, Emily and I, it would be like one of those. Okay, we need to log into the site. We need to download, you know, either write or print out, you know, the waypoints and all the clues and stuff, and then you know decide where we want to go. And it was kind of just a, a big hassle. Now it's like if I'm at my parents' house and we want to kill, you know, half hour, forty five minutes. I put in the cash and I find that there's three of them. Like in less than a quarter of a mile from their house. So we can knock those out. And using the geocaching app on the iPhone, we can upload our findings and stuff like that. That kind of that that makes it so much easier for me because I very rarely do I carry my little handheld Garmin around, but I carry my iPhone with me all the
0: time. Well, that's exactly what we did. We we of course here's here's the magic of social and and media. I threw out some Twitter results or Twitter notices out there and said, "Hey, everybody, I need help. I, I'm getting ready to go on my first geocaching journey, and I I'd love to ask some questions uh, of anybody who considers themselves to be uh, pretty." inept at doing this thing and so within 20 25 minutes i had uh two folks out there respond and, and answered uh all the questions that i had and i got the right application i purchased the g it's actually just called geocaching from uh what are the what's the ground speak i think
1: <clears throat> yeah Groundspeak is the company that owns geocaching.com
0: so I got the Groundspeak Geocaching iPhone application. It was 10 bucks, which 10 bucks is a whole lot cheaper than $149. <laughs>
1: when I got the app, it was like on sale for $4. Was
0: well, I will tell anybody out there who's <laughs> who's even remotely interested if you have a um iphone three g, it's well worth the ten bucks. It's actually worth much more than ten bucks because what I did is I, I mean, it actually has the whole database of geocaching dot com on there. so I didn't actually have to go to the website if I didn't want to
1: so so without revealing you know what happened or anything, is this something that you're gonna do again?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, we'll do it again for sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll do it again for sure.
1: Once it's warmer and you're, you know, like I said, I don't know if you found it or not. Once it's warmer and it hasn't been raining and it's all, you know, not soupy outside, going to a park and and finding a geocache is
0: super fun. Yeah. And, and, you know, and without giving anything away, I will tell you this, whether you find something or not, the whole journey and adventure of seeking out treasure is something that I, you know, I've never really experienced with my family before. It's kind of like remember goonies the the, t- the movie goonies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's like we were on an adventure and and there was well, mud and everything
1: and, and, and the great thing is you, you get to go to parks and, and just look like a lot of them are on like nature kind of areas and, and you know <clears throat> reserves and, and things like that. You get to go to places and be places that you normally wouldn't go to any other time. you're not like, I'm going to go to that little nature section here in in this community. You never really get to do that like we did one. Um, and we we won't make this a whole geocaching podcast, but uh, I'll cap it with this. We went to one, and we n- have never found this geocache. And I, I'm determined this year to find it. It's uh, it it's in, in Miami Whitewater uh, here in Cincinnati. It's at a pet cemetery, which is creepy. And I would have never known this place existed unless there was a geocache there. And it was kind of cool to see, like you know, someone's dog, you know, all the way back in like the 30s, you know, like right. There's a little marker for it. It's like, oh, man, this is creepy and awesome all at the same time. And it's, it's finding those off-the-beaten-path places that, the geocache, that geocaches allow you to do that, that I think is the best part.
0: You know what's really cool is, is, of course, you know I'm not a photographer or anything like that, but I could see being a photographer or somebody who's really into photography, it would be fun to combine uh, geocaching with photography in the geek world because you are taken to places you would have never seen before.
1: Oh yeah, believe me. When we go back out to do it again uh, this spring and summer, I'm gonna be de- I'm gonna be taking our, our fancy pink camera, yeah, <laughs> and uploading <laughs> pictures on Flickr.
0: So one last thing, Emily says, but Cliff, it really does suck when you don't find it though. And I will tell you that you're absolutely correct. It certainly does stink <laughs> really bad. Just
1: just remember, if you ever do geocaching, the basic rules are it can't be buried. It can be underneath something like underneath a log or a stump or a pile of rocks, but it can't be physically buried under the ground. It can be underwater, too, but not under the ground. Somebody can't dig a hole, put it in there, and then fill the hole up with dirt.
0: Very cool. So if anybody out there listening to this wants to find out what happened on my journey, uh, well, by the time you're listening to this in podcast form, the episodes 373 and 374 will be available. Both of those on the free feed, by the way. So...
1: Well, maybe we'll go geocaching sometime this spring, Cliff.
0: That would be cool. I'd like that. And 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 what's really th- cool is I think this would be something that like fa- you know you could go on um, family dates and stuff and all kinds of other stuff. So
1: oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing but awesomeness that can come from doing something like this.
0: So uh, Chris, let's get into <laughs> a little bit more uh, direct Apple news. Now you have um, titled the show notes something really strange: retirement.
1: <laughs> what is that? I don't want anybody to think I'm retiring.
0: No, no, no. We're 65 today. Oh. We're
1: eligible for full benefits now with our, with our if we retired.
0: That's right. So this now enters <laughs> and is eligible for AARP.
1: Yeah, I'm not retiring. I don't want anybody to think that. No, no, no. I'm just saying that we now officially get the discount at the Golden Corral
0: ah very cool very cool here i i really seriously when i thought i wasn't thinking about you were retiring or we were retiring the show i I thought steve jobs is he retiring oh no 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 word on steve
1: (laughs) no except the 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 only the only steve news i have is steve wozniak
0: well let's talk about steve wozniak is that on tonight that is
1: on tonight dancing with the stars i think starts tonight i don't know i need to call my mother-in-law to double check on that one but yeah i think it's this week and our boy Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple, the creator of the Apple II, one of the best computers ever made, ever, ever. I used to play Oregon Trail on it. Uh, he is going to be dancing tonight, getting his little, you know, dancing shoes on. I'm not sure if he's going to be using a Segway or anything, but yeah. So, if you watch Dancing with the Stars, you're wondering who this who this jolly hefty fellow is with the with the beard. That that is the guy who's made all of our computers possible. He basically invented the personal computer.
0: That is the Waz. That the would be Woz. that. That'll be cool to watch. I wonder if he'll be playing around with his lasers on there. You know, <laughs> he's, he's such a super geek.
1: Uh, if if you want to read how geeky this guy is, uh, the book I Woz is an awesome book to read. The, 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 this is another thing this guy does. Waz will buy two dollar bills. Like he'll go to the bank and just get like because he's super rich. He'll just get like a stack of two dollar bills, right? He'll take the two dollar bills and he'll he'll make it <laughs> so it's like glued on one side. So he just peels them off like a stack of paper, uh-huh. and he'll just go, go somewhere and just peel them off in front of people. And he's been stopped a couple times, people thinking that they're fake. And uh, you know the Secret Service has been called in before, and they're like, no, they're real. So. He 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 kinda likes practical jokes and he really likes kinda messing around with people and so it should be interesting to see if he pulls any any shenanigans on Dancing with the Stars. So
0: I always like it. I hate to
1: admit that I'm probably gonna watch it.
0: Yeah, I no, I watch it. I I have to. So if it starts at eight o'clock, we gotta be done by eight.
1: Okay.
0: All right. So, hey, Chris, I got a. I was I was following some folks, and of course, on Twitter. Uh, by the way, if those of you out there listening to this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Chris is biting. Uh, Twitter dot slash b e i t i n g. And, of course, I am twitter.com slash gspn. But, anyway, a good friend of ours, his name is uh, Herzog, H-E-R-T-Z-O-G on Twitter. He says, apparently, you cannot sync HD TV shows to your iPhone, only standard ones. Hmm. Have you heard about that?
1: I have not heard about that.
0: Well, I I noticed that he was out there on Twitter. He was saying, hey, I'm having a problem. For some reason, I just cannot get this TV show to sync to my iPod and it, sure enough about 25 minutes later he says apparently you can't do it with HD I That's wonder bu- wh- I wonder why that would be it's a bummer I don't know that just doesn't make sense it would still be <clears throat> it's it's still h.264 isn't it or is yeah it not? let me
1: know let me, it should be yeah let me take a look into that and and I'll report back
0: all right well we'll get some uh update on that soon how about a phone call do you want to take a phone call Sure, let's take a phone call. All right. We have Kylie in the chat room, but she actually dialed in directly from France. So let's see what she has to say. All right.
1: Hi, this is Kylie Mac calling from Paris, France. Hey, Cliff and Chris and all my fellow Mac users. This is for Help I Got a Mac. So I find myself in need of some screenshots, and so I'm wondering, what is your favorite widget or application to get screenshots and... How do I install it? I tried to download a widget to do this, but for some reason I'm clearly doing something wrong because it's not installing. So I thought I'd just ask because I need help. I got a Mac. Thanks a million. All right. Bye.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Kylie. Uh, Well, (laughs) let's see, a couple things. Uh, Steven's in the (coughs) chat room. He says Skitch. Have you heard of Skitch? I have.
1: Um, I, I use one that doesn't cost a thing and you don't even need to install anything. I just press shift command three
0: shift command three and of course that comes standard with every mac and the os does it automatically Mm -hmm. and there's there's another one too there's shift command three but then there's shift command four which i use more often
1: yeah and what that'll do that'll bring up crosshairs so if if there's just a section of your screen that you want to capture shift command four will bring up the crosshairs you just drag and you know draw a box around what you want and, and that's it uh, now, if you if you want to do um, now, I do use a program if if I need to do uh, in my job. I need to capture sometimes. I need to capture web pages, and the issue with doing screen captures, you can't catch things below the fold. You know where you, where you scroll down past what your window can do. Right. So there. So if you need to do something like that, there is a, a Firefox plugin I recommend called Screen Grab that'll grab the whole screen even below the fold and put it in a ping for you.
0: Gotcha. And it's free,
1: which is a great. It's a great app.
0: Yeah. Well, the the, the Shift Command three is great for getting a uh, you know basically what you see on your entire desktop, and uh, Shift Command four will allow you to choose just a certain area of your screen. And what's beautiful about this is that it is a PNG file, which means there's you know I think that's uncompressed completely, isn't it?
1: It's if it's compressed, it's, it's way better than JPEG. Ping, way better ping is better than JPEG. I love ping.
0: And Kylie's in the chat room and she says, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So, um, always glad to help. And, you know, we love these questions, folks. And, and you know, we're starting to, uh, you know, get a lot of reports that folks are out there buying Macs. I, I just, I think probably since we've been doing this podcast, now 65 episodes since, well, actually, this is the relaunch. Um, the last 65 episodes, I would say, Chris, I've been... I've probably heard of at least 30 people who have specifically stated that they bought a Mac as a result of being fed up with Windows and as a result of feeling comfortable enough for the very first time directly because of this show.
1: Well, that's awesome.
0: That is very awesome. That
1: makes, that makes me feel good. I'm glad that people can, can enjoy their computer and they've made a, a good decision and hopefully that uh, we're giving them good advice.
0: Absolutely, and, and feel <laughs> free to call in these questions. The phone number is area code eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. We are always glad to help as much as we can. Safari four. I never use Safari. I, <laughs> I I think I've used Safari on my MacBook three times in the last year and a half. Yeah. I just not a fan of Safari, but so, I've, Safari four is awesome. Tell me about Safari four.
1: Okay, Safari 4, currently in beta. You can go to apple.com slash safari to download it. Uh, it's basically the, the next version of Safari, and what's cool about it is it's super fast. They have a, a whole new JavaScript engine, and JavaScript is, is a language that websites use to generate you know, boxes and applications, and like I work for ShareThis, and our application's written in JavaScript. So things that are written in JavaScript are like 40% faster than most other web than most other web browsers, and the other thing that's really cool about it, um, if you're a developer of any sort, uh, it's got some really really nice tools where you can kind of look and see how things are built on your web page and stuff in an all new way. Uh, it, it basically um, it's just fast. That that's the only the only thing I can use to describe it. Now it's still in beta, so it's, it is crashy sometimes and stuff like that. Uh, that's the good things. The bad things <laughs> is that they they. They took the Google Chrome method of tabs and putting them on the top. Okay. Window, which uh, I hate. I think it's awful. Yeah. And uh, I've hacked it so that they're back down on where they're supposed to be. But other than that, for uh, a beta, it's awesome. It's super fast. Now it doesn't do plugins or anything yet, so you know that that's kind of the advantage of Firefox. If you want to have like weather at the bottom of your screen or iTunes controls or anything like that, you know that or like programs that run in your your browser themselves, Safari doesn't do that. But if you just want a purely super fast browser, Safari is where it's at.
0: Very cool. And if you want a browser that is stable, secure, and absolutely all goodness and 100% endorsed by Cliff Ravenscraft, not paid endorsement, by the way, check out Firefox Go to getfirefox.com.
1: <laughs> Safari 4 is secure, and I'll just let you know, Safari 4 is the only browser that passes the ACID 3 test, which is like a super difficult CSS, JavaScript kind of standards-based test. Um, I think like IE gets like a 23%. Firefox gets like a 60%. Uh, Safari 4 is the only one right now that is 100% purely
0: standards-based. Gotcha. Very cool. All right, so uh, Apple event March 24th. What's going to come?
1: There's a rumor floating around right now that Apple's going to be releasing some new desktops, uh, possibly bumps in the iMac, hopefully a whole new Mac Mini, and uh, rumor has it all new uh, processor for uh, the Mac Pros. It's going to start using Intel's Nehalem processor, and that's uh, rumored to happen on the 24th.
0: I so. have I've seen somebody uh, show some screen captures of a brand new Mac mini. And then, of course, I've also seen video of mm. a brand new Mac mini.
1: Yeah, it has like 36 USB ports on the back or something. I didn't
0: see that. I think it's like five. Okay.
1: But yeah, yeah. Um, the Mac mini is, is in dire need of an update. It's been almost two years now since an update. So it's it's processor slow and it's got a small hard drive and the RAM's kind of weak and the video card is is super lame on the current one. So hopefully we'll see an update. Hopefully the price will come back down. They, they kicked the price up a little bit from uh, the Power PC version and made it a little higher when the Intel came out. Hopefully they'll lower the price and maybe do something more media-based uh, to kind of help apple tv sales maybe they'll kill apple tv and make the mac made new apple tv i don't know Um, but something needs to happen
0: yeah i I personally for those out there i wouldn't be looking for a price drop at all however i would say that definitely beefed up with some new features and functionality would be my assumption it's just not in apple's uh um it's not usually like apple to go and reduce pricing
1: no, they're normally they keep the price same and they bump up everything super high.
0: Yeah. So. and and I have a Mac Mini which we're running UStream off of all the time here. So, it, it I, I love it. Thing works beautifully, and uh, I every single time I talk about my Mac Mini, I keep talking about the fact that one day, you know, I'm gonna get me something cheaper to to run all my video off of, but uh, and and take it upstairs and turn it into my media PC, but I never do. But the, yeah, and the I, thing they, is, is if, Mac works so great for streaming video because of Cam Twist, which is an absolutely free software mm-hmm. uh, piece of software which allows you to put scrolling marquees and, and letterboxing your your webcam and putting text and all this other stuff on the screen.
1: Yeah, if I could go back in time and, and when I was wanting to get my Apple TV, I probably would have waited and got a Mac Mini instead just because it, it can do more. You know, uh, boxy and we should probably... I don't know if we talked about this before or not, but Boxy had to take Hulu off because uh, Hulu's content providers were upset about it. With a Mac Mini, that wouldn't matter just because I could go to the website Hulu and watch it straight through there. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, if I could go do it all over again, I'd probably get a Mac Mini, but, you know, whatever.
0: There you go, folks. It so, looks like
1: they're talking in, in the chat room about a new iPhone in June or July. That's the rumor. I uh, don't know if it's going to happen. i, I That's kind of been... Their rollout strategy is in June or July.
0: Now, what, what, would, what do you think they might do for a new iPhone other than just increased memory size?
1: And- Man, I don't, I don't know. That would be the, there's, a, there's things that I want to do and things that I think they'll do. Okay. Uh, if, 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 if I could have a wish list, um, definitely a better camera, maybe yes. with autofocus instead of the fixed focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a 16 or 32 at the least as far as memory is concerned. Yeah. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, uh, But th- those are the two big ones as far as hardware is concerned that I that I think they, they would need to address.
0: Yeah, and they definitely need to include the availability to start recording video and upload it. And they also need to release the, the the ability to use flash at that point. Yeah. And I'm talking about flash video, not the flash on the actual iPhone for pictures. Although that would be nice too, by the way. And, and yeah. totally doable. Most of the flash is
1: on... on on cameras have been pretty terrible Yeah. on, on, you know, phones.
0: Yeah. But I'm just saying, I mean, you know, <coughs> just give us a, uh, they, they should have a Swiss army knife version <laughs> of the iPhone.
1: It'd be like an inch and a half thick, <laughs> but it would be awesome. It would be awesome.
0: <laughs> we'll have to start wearing it on our belt. <laughs> All right. So what's this update to mobile me?
1: Yeah. Uh, Apple's making nice with mobile me customers. Uh, they, uh, they, uh, Apple sent an email out to mobile me subscribers saying they've been working hard on getting mobile me up to spec. And, uh, some of the things they've updated is easy file sharing, uh, faster syncing with Mac and PC. I guess it's been, uh, kind of slow, uh, improved notifications and sync on the phone, uh, that they're finally really doing push. They, they kind of said that it was push like, and now, now it's real, real push and also better web app performance, um, they uh they have web app versions of, you know, iCal and, and mail that are really really full featured, but they've been really really slow too. So, Yeah. It's good to see that they're they're actually doing something with MobileMe. Of course, I think it's overpriced and and not for everybody at all when you can get stuff free from Google. But if you're a MobileMe subscriber, you know, hey, there you go.
0: There you go. And of course, I did try and I actually signed up for a free trial of MobileMe two different times. And eventually canceled within three hours both times. (laughs) So if that tells you anything. But there are some people that like it. So And in fact, there are people in our chat room that like it. And I happen to know that they use it. And it's very useful for them and well worth the money uh, per their own uh, feelings and recommendations on it. So uh, obviously, Chris and I are, you know, one of the things I just want to point out. Uh, and A certain individual just says LOL in real big <laughs> bull print. But one of the things I do want to point out that you're going to hear Chris and Cliff give a lot of opinions on here. By no means are we the official people that tell you what to do or not do. With, oh, yeah, we are with your no, stuff. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I'm going to tell you that 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 Safari stinks and only use Firefox Firefox on your um uh, your your Mac and and that's just not always the case. In fact, there are a lot of people who like Safari. There are a lot of people. Is there Opera? Is is that on the Mac?
1: Wow, does anybody use Opera? Yeah, the Opera Opera is on the Mac for those six people who use Opera.
0: For those six people. Uh, but anyway, yeah. They, so just so you know, if if you hear us share some opinions here, um, please don't be easily offended and don't be afraid to afraid to try things just because we poo them. Yes. All right, so moving right along. Emoji, what is this?
1: Emoji is this really cool thing that's in Japan where if I said, hey, Cliff, happy birthday, instead of typing that out in a text message, I can go, hey, Cliff, and then send you a picture of a birthday cake. Okay. And it's really cool. Everybody in Japan uses it. It's super awesome. And Apple included it uh, in the the new uh, 2.1 or 2.0 software update to allow emoji on the iPhone. Only for customers in Japan. Okay. Well, some smart people have figured out how to have applications in the App Store unlock emoji on your iPhone. And if you have that, if I sent you a picture of, because of, I have it on my phone, if I sent you a picture of like a birthday cake or a hand giving a thumbs up or a skeleton head or something, a skull, you would see that on your phone. Now, you couldn't send it to me. And if I sent it to anybody else, they wouldn't be able to see it either. But it's pretty cool, okay. and Apple's putting the smackdown on applications that have allowed this feature. And I'm willing to bet that there's going to be a software update coming in the next few weeks that'll take anybody who has emoji on their phone in the U.S. It'll it'll remove it, which is kind of a shame because I think it's cool.
0: Well, you know, it is it is a shame because it's like if people obviously want this, they've already given it to people in another country. I mean, why would you not want your customers to get what they want?
1: Probably because I can convey more in that little picture than I could in like six text mess text messages.
0: So, just, and I guess it's I guess it's not a standard United States, so does not matter. They, it's it's, it's I, stupid. I agree. I agree. Th- this is one of those things where I'm gonna call out Apple and say, Hey Apple, you suck in this area.
1: <laughs> now and and I'm gonna take the, the, the thing saying all the phones in Japan do this,
0: mm-hmm. but no phones in the United States do this, except for the ones who have purchased emoji. And well, one, it's, and not, it's not really a cost. It just it, no, it there's just, there, there's there's an application. Well, maybe it's not emoji then. But there's another. There was an application that was out there that that people were paying for. It was 90, uh, it was ninety nine yeah. cents so that they could do this. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, it it regardless, I mean, this is something that people want to do with their phones. Regardless if it's a standard or not, The, it, I mean, how, how could it ever become a standard unless people started doing it and showed that they want it? It's like one of the things that is a standard is this thing called copy-paste. Apple, <laughs> get off your butt and give me copy-paste. Do you know how many times this past weekend I wanted to be able to do copy-paste and I couldn't? Six. At least. At least. (laughs) Ridiculous.
1: Ah, Dude, Cliff, the the day they release copy and paste, there's going to be like trumpets playing and it's going to be a fun podcast.
0: We are, uh, you know what, we are going to do a, we will devote an entire podcast to the many uses that we have for copy and paste the day that they release it. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be extremely boring, but we'll do it. (laughs) Anyway. So emoji gone. See ya. All right. So uh Chris, I just want to give you a little update. Remember Sheep Stacker? We talked about Sheep Stacker. Yeah. I am very excited to announce that I finally uh, we have Steven in our chat room. His wife, of course, uh we, we put the challenge and and we've got the the link up on or the thread on the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. I remember ha- I had a high score of ninety-two. And Steve, Steven's wife comes along and she does a screen capture and shows her uh, 126 wow. score of stacked sheep. I just want to let you know, I have never cursed so much in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I You're haven't. Cursed. I'm serious. I, I literally will curse. It, 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 and I never really curse unless I get it right around 96, 97, 98, <laughs> and then I knock three or four sheep off. And I don't know what it is, but I—it's like there's something with it. It's like, wow, did I just really say what I just said? <laughs> although, although I just want to let you know, this evening I stacked 141 sheep, Should and I—I I have a screenshot, and I'll—I be, <laughs> will be—I will be linking that. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it—it's an iPhone application that was made. Uh, for or made by somebody within our community a husband and wife team uh, gspn.tv plus members as well and uh, you need to check it out over at the itunes app store it is a dollar 99 and worth every single penny of it really awesome they added a new feature by the way which is a, a like a balance mode so you yeah. can you can actually uh tilt the sheep back and forth to to catch them it, you haven't you haven't purchased it yet have you Chris? I have
1: not purchased it yet. There's been other things I've had to get before this application. All right.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. If, if, matter of fact, I'll tell you just I I happen to know that they'll do this because we've given this thing so much press. Um and let's see here. Who who trying to think? it's Shannon. Shannon do me a favor. Will you send me a promo code? For, for Chris Biding and I will send it over so that he can come and next week share his experiences <laughs> and how many hours he spent on Sheepstacker.
1: I, I would I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I get uh, I get little emails and stuff from my wife going, uh, did you just spend ninety nine cents at the App Store? Did you like? And she's it's starting to become like a forty dollar a month thing, which it is. Uh, I kind of have a problem with applications <laughs> on the iPhone. <laughs> They're micro
0: payments. Ah. That's crazy.
1: Speaking, speaking of iPhone, uh, I got an app I want to talk about real quick. Okay, go ahead. And it's a free app. Actually, I actually have two, two free apps. Okay. One's called PhoneFlix. And this weekend, I, I became a Netflix subscriber.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and one of the wonderful things about Netflix is the ability to queue items. And to have things in your instant queue so you can watch it on your, you know, Xbox 360 or your Roku media player on your TV, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, what this does is let, let's say I'm out and about and a friend of mine tells me about a new, uh, a new movie or a movie that he saw and, and said that I, I should see it. Well, if I fire up phone flicks on my iPhone, I get my Netflix queue, my DVD queue. I get my instant stream queue. I can search for, for movies and TV shows and stuff like that. And if they're in there, so if he tells me about a movie or a TV show, I search in my phone flicks and I see it, I can add it to my queue right from my iPhone. I don't have to go to, the, to a Netflix homepage.
0: That is nice.
1: Very super handy, very awesome. And what's cool is, and it's kind of a bummer, but um, I, I stream the Netflix instant viewing stuff on my uh, Xbox. Well, the bummer is, is you have to go to your computer to queue up your movies. So, if there's a, move, a movie that I want to watch and I'm up and I'm downstairs and my laptop's upstairs, but I have my iPhone, I can hurry up and choose it on there, and you know it, it'll instantly appear on on my Xbox, which is which is really awesome too.
0: Very cool. I have a new uh, iPhone app. Actually, it's one that I downloaded in a mad um, spree of downloading tons and tons of applications, but never actually getting around to playing them. Fast Lane Light. Have you seen this one? No. It's kind of like Need for Speed, that you know, the just the racing game through a little city, cityscape and stuff. What's it called? Uh, it's called Fast Lane Light. I do.
1: I have played that. I think it's on my phone. Actually, that's a great. That's a great game.
0: It is a great game. In fact, um, it's one that I'm like halfway tempted to buy the full version of it because the graphics are just really out of this world awesome on
1: mm-hmm. it we're starting to hit a real a real good stride on on just top shelf games coming out
0: i'm very excited about those kind of things so
1: what's well, funny I, it's like the, there's a new nintendo ds coming out called the dsi and i'm thinking oh man I, that's really cool it's got cameras and can download games and all sorts of stuff and then i go wait a minute i have a really really great gaming platform here and the games are like a third of what they cost for the nintendo so yeah
0: well, here's the deal is they have some great classic arcade games out there. Like they have Pac-Man. I think they have Miss Pac-Man from Namco, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I must say that I love Miss Pac-Man. It's one of my favorite games on this earth. <laughs> and I, I just I've played the demo version of the actual Pac-Man version. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? You have to have a joystick. There's just no ifs and buts about it. I mean, here's here's what would be really cool if yeah. they made a hardcore super serious totally awesome sturdy joystick that you could put <laughs> on your desk or table and i mean super suction cup that thing down so that i mean you can jam that thing left right up down <laughs> all around just really get your weight behind it and yeah. then and it just plugs into the little jack down on the bottom of the iphone
1: yeah, but see, if you really want to do that, you can just buy one of those games that you hook up to your TV that have like Miss Pac-Man and Galaga and all that stuff in it.
0: Yeah, but the, but the, even the one that comes from Walmart, the little you know $20 mm-hmm. one that you just plug in some batteries and put it in the AV1, it, even that little joystick is not – I mean, I'm talking you need a super serious joystick. You know
1: what? I used to own a Pac-Man cabinet back in the day, like the real deal arcade machine
0: i'll tell you you know what i you know, what i want i want they're all over the place now but i want to i want to pa- miss pac-man slash galaga uh,
1: that would be sweet machine if, uh, if anybody out there in the kentucky ohio cincinnati area has a donkey kong machine and your wife's making you get rid of it like for like ten dollars let me know yeah because donkey kong is my favorite game of all time do you do you and uh I you, would love to have the Donkey Kong game machine.
0: Do you remember the old dra- the cartoon dragon game that came out back in those days? Dragon's Lair. That's yeah. what it was. Is there is there any ROM for that anywhere that you can play that now? You can actually get the DVD or Blu-ray
1: of it and then it'll it's interactive like that. Really? Yeah.
0: That is cool. That is. yeah. Cool. But I,
1: I yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, funny story i used to date a girl whose dad had a had a had a donkey kong machine and i was i was with her long enough to try to ask him for it i ended up not staying with her but it was funny (laughs) yeah i i have a soft spot for arcade machines in the 80s and there's a really good documentary called the king of kong it's about a guy trying to get the high score in donkey kong and uh, there's two guys that are trying to beat each other and it's just a funny documentary it's awesome so
0: cool yeah. Well, hey, we have a question in the uh, show notes that you put in here. Steven Cross asks, my Mac will – or says, my Mac will not boot. I get the yes. chime. Uh, the gray Apple disappears. I get the blue screen. Then nothing. I read some advice on Apple's discussion forum, which basically booted me into the install disk, holding down the, the C. I mm-hmm. ran uh, disk repairs. No problems found. I ran permissions a few times, and they were all corrected. In the end, I am still having the problem. I think my next step is to archive and install. I am hesitant to do this. Any advice?
1: I would archive and install. <laughs> there is th- there is some terminal commands you could do in single user mode. I don't recommend doing it. We used to do it at the Genius Bar, and, and for the life of me, I can't remember what they were. Um, but really, the easiest thing to do is just an archive and install. To, What an archive and install does, and and this is kind of what's really nice about working on a Mac is, is if you do have a problem and your system doesn't start up right or anything, if you do an archive and install by booting off of the your install disk, it takes all of your user settings, your your preferences, your um, documents, your movies, your music, all that stuff, moves it over to the side. And then puts new system software, puts your original system software back on your Mac, and then moves that stuff back over to it. And, and, and they say that you want to back up your stuff and things like that. I've done this on my machine a bunch of times. I've done it on machines for companies I've worked for, and I used to do it on a bunch of customers' machines when I worked for Apple. And I've never, ever had a problem with it at all.
0: So what do you lose, uh, Steven wants to know, what will you lose when you do archive and install?
1: Um, just all your just your system updates, the actual system updates themselves. Uh, but as far as you know, functionality or anything like that, you're not going to lose anything.
0: So all your what about your keychain, your passwords? That's all stored in your user folder, and you're fine. All right, and so all your applications that you paid for and have all registered and everything.
1: Those are okay too. So all it does is mess with the library folder and the system folder, and any application that had some preferences. Let's say they had preferences in your system folder. Um, if if those are wiped out, when you restart the application, it'll generate default preferences for you. So you may lose a preference setting here or there on a certain app, but you're not going to lose your passwords. You're not going to lose any applications.
0: Great. Steven says, thank you. And he says he's going to push go. (laughs) I have a question for you, Chris. Sure. Okay. So here's the deal. I've purchased some applications. real, Real
1: quick. Uh, there will be a folder on your system called previous system. Um, If anything ever happens, if if there's any weirdness that happens, you can grab system files out of that previous system and drag them back over. But if everything works fine on your system, go ahead and and delete that folder because it is going to take up a ton of space on your hard drive.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So I have a question for you. Sure. Um, Let's just, when I first got, well, first of all, on my MacBook, I have a couple $99 programs. And okay. and and so so you know some programs that I, I paid some good money for. Mm-hmm. Now, when I got my Mac Mini, there yes. was some kind of option. Do you want to? What's it called when you want to port everything over?
1: System transfer or system
0: migration? System migration. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was to do system migration, uh, when I first loaded up, it would do. It would do what? Tell me what that would do. You would. Hook up
1: your computer. The, you'd hook the Macs up to
0: each other. Uh-huh. And, How do you do that? What kind of... Okay. What do you need?
1: A fire... First off, you want to have a machine that has FireWire. So if you bought a brand new MacBook, you're out of luck. Right. Uh, but you want to... What, what, it, what it'll do is the system the, 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 the system that you have at your house, your old system... It'll ask you to put something in your computer called target disk mode. And basically what that means is you'll restart the computer. When you hear the chime, you'll hold down the T key, and you'll see a big, cool-looking FireWire logo on your screen. When that happens, you want to hook up your – through FireWire, you want to hook the two computers together. What it'll do is it'll transfer all your applications, all your application settings, all your user settings, and all your user data over to the new computer. It'll still keep your system, you know, your new, like let's say you're going from your, your one machine had Tiger and you're going to the new operating system, which is called Leopard. It'll keep all your settings and all that stuff, but it'll, it'll keep the newer, newer uh, system settings. So it's kind of like doing an archive and install on a brand new machine.
0: Okay, so basically if I do that... And- and um, and now I have, basically, I have a, a duplication of everything that was on my MacBook now over on my Mac Mini. Is that correct? That's correct. So my $99 applications, it's still going to work on my MacBook?
1: Uh, in, in, technically,
0: yes. And then it will also now work on my Mac Mini?
1: Technically, yes. Okay. Now, some applications like Microsoft Office... Is smart enough that if it detects multiple copies of the program on your network running, they won't run. So, if if your Mac Mini has Word and it's running Word, when well, if you try to start up any Office application on the other computer, it's going to say no.
0: Okay, okay, but for the most part, I, I'm and, and trust me, I'm not looking for this as as a means of doing. Of, oh no, no. of of not buying copies when you need copies or something like that. But there have been some, you know, there has been some thought of maybe moving some things over and starting to to process things on one system versus the other. And so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that I'll be using it on both, but yeah, just the idea that I could instead, use this stationary computer for this. So, So, a couple questions. Uh, Obviously, you've told me how to do it. Now, is it possible to still do a system migration now that my Mac Mini is no longer brand new and out of the box?
1: Yes. You go to your applications folder. You go to your your utilities folder and click on Migration Assistant.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Man, we we just get all kinds of good help here tonight. Yeah, and
1: if you have multiple users... Uh, you can choose which user you want to migrate.
0: Very cool. One other question. So this is for those people who, unfortunately, absolutely unfortunately, bought one of those Macs without the the new MacBook Pro without the FireWire. What do these mm-hmm. people do? Are they going uh, to be able uh, to to do know. migration? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, isn't that one of the biggest, like one of the coolest features of having a Mac, just knowing that you can migrate all the stuff over?
1: Yeah, I, I know that on a, on a MacBook Air, you can do the migration over the network, but I'm not sure on the new MacBook. Hmm. Uh, uh, yes,
0: you can do it over Ethernet.
1: Over Ethernet.
0: Yep. Oh, very, that, now that's good to know.
1: Yeah, if you want to migrate over a wireless network, make sure both computers are connected to the same network. It'll ask you to enter a certain passcode. And uh, yeah, so it looks like it'll work. Uh, so, it's going to be oh, super so you slow.
0: Say, so not just not even just Ethernet, but it, just wireless net.
1: Yeah, so it looks like you're good to go on that way too.
0: That is, that is very cool. Mm-hmm. interesting Hmm, very nifty all right so down here uh looks like wayne henderson says i can't wait to hear this episode of help i got a mac show notes make it sound like fun and informant uh information filled episode sorry i can't listen live today patiently awaiting the podcast have a great show (laughs) cliff and chris wayne thank you so much for that and he says also uh steven says i don't often get to hear a live show but i will tonight my imac is still Sitting on the install waiting for me to do something. (laughs) Can't wait to hear the retirement. And he says, can't wait to hear what retirement means.
1: just means that we're getting older, Cliff.
0: Very cool. Well, Chris, this has been an awesome episode. We are going to be releasing this out on the free feed. Uh, Do you mind just telling people what Plus Membership is and and maybe what some of the benefits of maybe getting a Plus Membership is?
1: Sure. Plus Membership will uh, make your smile brighter make your step more springy. No, um,
0: (laughs) it'll do that for us. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, all the shows, uh, at least this, especially this show, uh, once a month or so, you, you get a free feed of this show. Uh, what plus membership gives you is access to every show that GSPN produces, every special thing, every video, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a $10 monthly fee and uh, it, you know, it helps Cliff. Cliff does this for a living and uh, you know all the, all the proceeds go to keeping his family in, in, in their house and fed and clothed and all that kind of stuff and allows him to make shows for a living, which is pretty sweet. And uh, you get to join a community. You get to be a, a group of, of something that's good. And uh, for 10 bucks a month, it's not bad.
0: Exactly. We're cheaper than the app store in Chris's house. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> you can buy four memberships month at my ads uh, through
0: that that's right well thank you very much chris uh you guys can check that out over at gspn.tv slash plus there's some testimonials over there uh kylie's in the chat room says it's so worth it and uh we would love it if you if you are not a gspn.tv plus member go to gspn.tv slash plus and if you have any questions Any questions whatsoever, please email them to me feedback at gspn.tv. We'll talk about plus membership, Uh, but also that's the same email you can use to send in your uh, questions about Macs. Yeah, we, we, you're out there, you're listening to this, you hear us talking, having fun, uh, just chatting about this thing called the Macintosh OS. Are you tired of Vista? You should be because it stinks, (laughs) it stinks. You know, it's, if not, you, it's it's not that stinky. It is. It really is. People, <laughs> don't let Chris lie to you. Uh, not that I'm opinionated or anything on the matter, <laughs> but it, it, it's it's getting more and more difficult to find a, a, a place out there where you can get a, a a Windows machine with XP on it. Which, if you're in the market for a Windows system, go and and purchase yourself a copy of Windows XP. Don't I'm going to say
1: w- wait and get Windows 7,
0: but that's okay. That's so for another show. I, I hear Windows 7 is going to be great. Uh, I have no doubt that it will be. I always knew that uh, Vista was, was the 21st century of the Windows ME system. <laughs> and uh, But I, I'll tell you what, it, it, Vista is what got me into Mac, and I'm glad. I enjoy my MacBook computer. I enjoy my Mac mini, Uh, I'm still, I'll I'll be honest, because of what I do for a living, audio editing and stuff like that here in podcast world, uh, basically, I'm probably on the PC about 85% of the time, but that, that, that other percent of the time that I'm on a Mac, I'm on a Mac because it is simply the best way to do video editing and uh i i love my little portability of my macbook it's it's a neat little system and uh it's the longest lasting laptop i've ever owned yeah i
1: i love my macs man i got two mac laptops and i'll never not have a mac in my life (laughs) very cool
0: (laughs) get emotional oh man all right so uh chris thank you very much and uh folks uh, you heard us talk about earlier the geocaching episodes if you want to check those out go to mycrazylifepodcast.com and uh we have a bunch of other shows too you can go to family uh chris it, is there anything that you want to uh just tell people about anything like your website or anything like that share this plug away my friend oh
1: man org. that's all all right sh- sh- share com if you got a blog or a website
0: very cool well, folks, we are done. We will be back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I think next week we put the time, the clock back too. So we do. So anyway, don't forget to do that, folks. Anyway, uh, if you're in daylight savings time, but anyway, we're gonna head out of here, and uh, we'll see you next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, join the community.
1: See ya.